Welcome to Victorious Living. We see Paul avoiding a complaining spirit in the Philippian jail. He, he and uh, Paul and Silas in the Philippian jail, he didn't complain about it. What, what did he do? He encouraged Silas and says, let's, let's, let's sing some praises. Uh, let's give some praises to God because Paul believed that what God had done he will do again, and he'll do it whenever is needed for, for his life. And so Paul had this attitude in the Philippian jail. So Paul and Silas rejoiced in the Philippian jail. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Thank you for tuning in today as Pastor Cowan is sharing with us avoiding a complaining attitude. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now here's Pastor Cowan as he shares avoiding a complaining attitude. Whatever circumstances uh, may afford a cause for us to complain, we should remember that complaining is an expression of unbelief as we move toward God's best for our life. How many can say tonight that you believe the best is yet to come for your life? How many of you, how many of you would agree with me that there is a pressing onto God's best for your life? Because Satan is still active in the earth. We know that. He's still here, although Jesus has defeated him, but he is still here and will be until he's cast into the lake of fire and, and, and so forth as the Bible says. And so whatever circumstances may afford a cause for us to complain, we should remember that complaining is an expression of unbelief as we're moving toward God's best for our life. So we can say that the best is yet to come. It may be a lot of things around us that we could complain about. We can maybe talk about who we don't like complain about people, com complain about our circumstances, complain about this, that, or the other, but guess what? We're going somewhere. God's taken us somewhere. God, God didn't put it in the pathway. The devil is in the earth. He's the one that put it in our pathway. Guess what he's trying to do? He's trying to keep us from arriving at or getting to God's best for our lives. But that's why Paul, you know, in his writings in the New Testament, he gives us so much one-liners, you know. Uh, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. All of those one-liners of encouragement, he is simply encouraging the people he's writing to as well as writing to us as well, we believe. He's just simply trying to say, God is going to do what he said he would do. God's going to help you the way he said that he would help you. God's going to bring you to the place he has appointed for you. God's going to bless you in the way he has provided a provision for your blessing. God's taken you somewhere. Amen. We don't want to sit down in the wilderness. We don't want to sit down when we are coming through difficult times. Nobody likes difficult times, but we understand this. It's just the devil has inserted himself, blocking our way, but guess what? We're winners. 
We're overcomers. Amen. The Bible tells us that. Amen. So we're not surprised or we're not to be surprised that these things will, will encircle us along the way. Why? Because Satan is just trying to keep you from getting to God's best in your life. And a lot of times he's, he sometimes, and I don't say a lot of times, sometimes he wins. Sometimes he does cause us to take a step back. Sometimes he does cause us to not say or do what we need to to move forward. But yet, at the same time, what's he after? He's after your faith. He's after uh, his objective is to keep you from getting to God's best. And we can say this tonight, God has blessed us in the past. Can anybody in the room tonight give testimony? God's been good. God's given us a good life. Yeah, there's been some hard times. There's been some difficult places. But God has always brought us through, always brought us out. When it looked like it wasn't going to work, God worked it out. When it looked like it wasn't going to happen, God made it happen. Amen. And it was God. I mean, they, could, they couldn't, Israel couldn't do anything about the quail on the ground. They didn't have shotguns and they wasn't going hunting for quail. It came down from heaven. Amen. Isn't that, isn't that right? And guess what? Quail, and guess what? Wasn't no ovens, wasn't no ovens to bake bread in, in the wilderness. But guess what? God dropped bread down every morning. Guess what? God's got some bread dropping down for us every morning. God's got some good things in plan for us as we move along. Amen. And you know what? We're, we're moving along to the rapture. Amen. You know, how many of you can say tonight that you can see by the signs of the time or whatever and believe uh, with our faith that the, the rapture is right at our doorstep by the signs of the time and reading in the scriptures, the rapture is right ahead and it's not a time to be dis, uh, discomforted. It's not a time to complain. It's a time to lift up your head. That's what Jesus said. Lift up your head because your redeemer, I like to say it that way, because your redeemer draws nigh. We're going to see him face to face. Boy, isn't that going to be a great day? Amen. When we look at him face to face, eyeball to eyeball, we're going to see Jesus. Amen. And I believe he said to us, like he said to Thomas, look at here, look at here. This, this hole in my side here, that was for you. And all the other things that he might show. I don't know what all those things might be, but he showed, he showed uh, who was it? Thomas. He showed Thomas, you know, I, I, I've got this because I loved you. I got this because I was uh, wanting and was providing for you. I was making a way for you to get into my kingdom. So praise God. God's made the way. Amen. He don't have to make a way. He has already made a way. Jesus is the way that he's made and he's made it for us. Can you believe that tonight that he's made it for us? Hallelujah. And so uh, whatever circumstances may afford a cause for us to complain, we should remember that complaining is an expression of unbelief as we move toward God's best for and in our life. So God was leading the Israelites to the best of what he had for them, and it was a land of milk and honey. Hallelujah. Now, we've, got, we've had some milk and honey along the way, but guess what? There's a lot more milk and honey out there that's waiting for us. Praise God. So we see then the whole premise or conclusion for God's will for our life is to be and it is the finished work of redemption for us in Christ. So Paul speaks then going on a little bit in this direction. Paul in the Philippian letter, turn there, Philippians chapter four, verse 11. This is what Paul says then to the Philippian 
church. He said, not that I speak in respect of want. He said, for I have learned, for I understand in whatsoever state or whatsoever circumstance I am in therewith to be content. So we are to be content, but now God's definition of contentment is not like Webster's. Uh, it's not like that at all. Content that he uses in Philippians chapter four, verse 11, the content, the, the, uh, the content or the content uh, is, is the Greek word A-R-K-E-O, archeo, meaning to possess, to be possessed of God's unfailing strength in the presence of difficult times. That is contentment, that you hold your faith, you hold your peace in the presence of difficult times, in the face of hardships that may come into your, your life, then we see then uh, he, as uh, Paul speaks, uh, not in reference to God's inability or unwillingness to supply, but he speaks to God's willingness and desire to supply all of his needs, no matter what the state of his circumstances may be. So we see Paul avoiding a complaining spirit in the Philippian jail. He and Paul and Silas in the Philippian jail, he didn't complain about it. What, what did he do? He encouraged Silas and says, let's, let's, let's sing some praises. Uh, let's give some praises to God because Paul believed that what God had done, he will do again and he'll do it whenever is needed for, for his life. And so Paul had this attitude in the Philippian jail. So Paul and Silas rejoiced in the Philippian jail. It's a tough place. You know, if you read in some of the commentaries, it was not unusual when they cast somebody into the dungeon or the jail, the next morning then they, they, would, be, uh, they would be killed. So Paul didn't know. He, they didn't know. Paul and Silas did not know what awaited them the next morning, but guess what? They didn't fasten their eyes or their thoughts upon what might happen the next morning. They focused on what, the pre what they should do in the present time, and what did Paul and Silas do? They sang praises unto God. That's what we should do too, amen? If it worked for Paul, it'll work for us, amen. And so we see Paul avoiding a complaining spirit in the Philippian jail, in the depth of the ocean, in the viper's bite, in the beating he received and was left for dead in all of those encounters that he had in life, we see Paul with an attitude of faith rejoicing not because of the hardship, but rejoicing because God was his answer in the hardship, amen. And so he wrote it like this to the Ephesian church. Uh, uh, Ephesians 3 verse 20, now unto him, I like that, notice, notice how, now unto him that is able, amen, not disabled, but now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, 
according to the power that works in us. Amen. So we want to get in tune with God's thoughts, God's thinking, God's power, and let the expressions of that come out of us. And that's exactly what Paul and Silas did on this particular occasion. And guess what? The, the, the mountain, the giant, or whatever you want to call it, that was in their way, they didn't focus on that. They focused on God's ability to deliver them no matter what. Because they knew that God was able to do what? To do, say it with me, he, God was able to do what? Exceeding abundantly above all that they could think or all that they could ask. God was able to do way beyond what they could think or what they could ask. Amen. How many of you believe tonight that's your God? That he is your God. Amen. So the greatest conclusion that we are to draw from Paul's life and ministry is simply this, God is able and God is willing. So say that with me, God is able and God is willing to deliver me. You can say that, to deliver me out of every test, every trial, every roadblock, every scheme, every plan of the devil. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could even think about. Amen. He is willing and he's able and we draw that out of Paul's ministry and Paul's writings. We draw that out and what an encouragement that that really is. So let's wind it up tonight in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 17 through 18. Paul says, pray without ceasing. Now, he's not saying that you're going to be on your knees, you know, all day, every day. But yet there is an attitude that we should have with us of prayer. And we should have that about us every day. And so he, he, uh, he phrases it in this manner, pray without season. Also, he refers to be sure that you have a prayer time every day. It's our hope that today's message, Avoiding a Complaining Attitude, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD of this week's message, please request Offer 36. This week's special offer number is 36. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.